This is a broadcast of SmallCapVoice.com, a financial communications and investor relations firm. SmallCapVoice.com receives payment for investor relations and financial consulting services that it provides to its clients. You should assume that officers, directors, and employees of SmallCapVoice.com or financial analysts mentioned and their families hold a position and intend to trade in these securities for their own accounts. This is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be nor should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, an investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This broadcast does not purport to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used and statements of fact have been obtained from the featured company and other sources but not verified nor guaranteed by smallcapvoice.com as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. You're wired in smallcapvoice.com. Following is a presentation of smallcapvoice.com, today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support. Now, with your online business briefing, smallcapvoice.com's Stuart T. Smith. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy day to listen into this online business briefing brought to you by smallcapvoice.com. As you just heard, I'm your host, Stuart Smith. We're welcoming back to the show. Global Consortium Incorporated. The company's traded under the ticker symbol GCGX, and we are welcoming back the CEO of the company, Matt Dwyer. Matt, how are you today? I'm doing good, Stuart. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. Thank you for taking the time to call in. And just like your listeners, I know it's a crazy time out there, so we're all doing our best to stay safe. We'll get into that in just a little bit, but um, tell us what's new since the last time we spoke with you. Okay, since last time we spoke, there's uh, been a lot of changes. Uh, the company in October, I believe, got its uh, certificate of occupancy, and that would be the manufacturer out in Sacramento. Then it had to go through and put in a vent pipe. So all that's done. They're fully, they've been licensed since April for the cannabis side. Now they've gone through all the stuff with the city, so they've got the CO, the pipes in, and they're, they're actually finally ready to do full manufacturing there for the indulged oils. So that's a, a big new thing that's going on. Um, I think the other thing is that's going on is we are expanding into Florida on the CD, CBD route. Uh, for right now, we have a opportunity to one of our shareholders who has some farmland, and we've been speaking with him, and the state of Florida, who takes forever to do anything, just put it gave me an alert the other day that they're now beginning to accept applications for uh, cultivation licenses April 27th. So we'll go ahead and obtain our cultivation license, and then when we're able to, we'll get our processing license. That way we can cultivate and process our own stuff. Now, some shareholders may remember, some may not. We did do a, in 2018, we did a track of land in Colorado for CBD. The plant actually went well. The plant grew nice. I had pictures. We documented the whole thing. What unfortunately didn't happen back then was the people we got the seedlings from had told our farmer that if 
we planted at the time he planted them, we were never going to get a full grow. But since we were paying him, uh, I think we wound up paying him about a hundred grand altogether. He didn't tell us that part. So when the plants got cut down and dried out and weighed, it was way underweight. And uh, so there were a lot of there was a, a learning curve that happened in Colorado. And one of the things we learned is never be an absentee farmer. So. This property is about 90 minutes away from where the corporate office of GCGX is. So for me to shoot up there, you know, once or twice a week is very easy to do. So it'll be a much more hands-on experience this time. So we believe that the farm here will be much more successful than the one in Colorado. And uh, that's about it right now. I mean, we were, oh, I'm sorry, big thing. Uh, with the license, uh, with the manufacturing plant having its CO and the uh, permit, was um, went through the process and they got the approval for the fan. Uh, GCJX has now entered that revenue phase, so that's a big thing for the company. We should have oil sales this month, and it's it's a buildup, so it's going to progressively grow month over month uh, until we get. We'll never be able to actually fulfill production of of ours of what we have. Well, we have orders for twenty five liters. A day right now for about uh, seven thousand a liter, which that price will change just to regular economics and due to the fact that the oil that's being produced out there is at a very very high potency rate. Eighty is considered perfect. We're in the mid to upper eighties right now, and if somebody actually said to us, "Well, can you make it ninety? We could. So all that will dictate the price. So it won't be seven; it might be eight, could be nine. We've set our price with our manufacturer, um, GCGX. We'll net right now on a, assuming it's okay, we'll work with 7000 it's $2,100 a liter. That's the net that gets paid to TCGX after all costs are incurred. Uh, rolling forward, so if we sold it for 8000 we would go up to 3100 because our costs are fixed. And, you know, you can do the math from there if it goes to 8500 or nine. So right now we're into the, the leaders. Um, we'll be into court shortly. Uh, we're going to be rolling out some other products. Coming out, we'll probably add tablets, uh, edibles, and uh, so it's becoming very exciting for the company right now. Well, you know, my next question was, is how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected the company? But with hearing everything that's going down, it doesn't, doesn't sound like it slowed you guys down a bit. Well, fortunately, unfortunately, fortunately, I guess you could say, uh, California deemed cannabis to be an essential uh, business. Uh, first, they were only going to do it for medical. They've done a medical and recreational. So as far as we're concerned, since we don't operate anything in California, our concern was when that was all going down, oh, God, here goes the plant. Uh, but no, the plant's uh, deemed essential, and uh, they're able to go. I believe um, they're looking to bring on uh, other people. So, you know, that's the crux that they have to deal with with the coronavirus around. Um, I, my question was to him, you know, what about the product? Is this stuff going to get in the product and then we're going to wind up getting sued or something? And I was told between the oil and the, uh, whatever they do with it, it, you know, it's killed. So we don't have to worry about that. So I was pretty happy about that. So no, it's, not, it's actually not hindering us. I'm, you know, again, not to look at the negative of a bad, really bad situation. It's, it's actually, if anything, you know, it's, it's helping. Well, that's good news. And per your filing last, um, or your last filing, you sold all your manufacturing equipment in California. Explain that for us. How does that benefit the company? All right. So when we put this together in 2018, it was it was under my understanding at the time that GCGX would be able to control 
person can control the manufacturing, control everything. Um, become much more educated since then. Good counsel, come to learn. Uh, no, we can't go on the license because then if we were on the license, then everybody associated with the company and all its shareholders would have to go through the screening process and then be added to the license. So that wouldn't happen. So therefore, I said, well, fine, can we do farm around to at least control the manufacturing? No, nope, can't do that because that can only be done under the licensed company and only California residents uh, are allowed to be in the plant working. Okay, so that doesn't work either. So, all right, so here we have, and the total value, the cost of the assets to us between the ones we bought from Indulge and then the other stuff we bought later on was probably about 800000 But as we all know, with machinery, it begins to depreciate. I realize we bought this in 2018. It's now two years later. So some of that stuff is three and four years old. So, uh, you know, the manufacturer eventually, you know, with, when this is running, was probably going to get his own equipment. Luckily, a lot of our stuff didn't have a lot of hours on it, but it's still three, four years old. So unless you are intimately involved with it, you're going to really low balls in the price. So I worked a deal with the manufacturer to where we they paid us exactly what we paid for it, the equipment back in 18, because it hasn't been used except for the work he's done with it. Um, we got back all our tenant improvements that we were doing. Because the other thing we did besides selling the equipment was we assigned, we removed ourselves and put them as the leaseholder on the property so we didn't have to keep putting money into the building to get it for them to operate. It kind of seems silly at some point because we can't control it anymore or operate it to, to keep putting money into this building and then wait for eventually, you know, if, when the business gets sold, we would get it back. So I got back all the tenant improvements, all the money we put out there, all the money we put out to get the lease on we wound up selling everything. There was a little over $1.5 million to the company, and the way I worked it was Indulge will get 100% of all the net profits of the Indulge oil sales, and we should recoup all our money back in less than a year. Uh, but for some reason, if we still have a balance left, it has to be paid in full at that time. So we have more additional working capital that could be used for branding of Indulge, expansion into the CBD, and other things we just want to do, but it just seems like get a dead asset off the books and turn it to gas. Well, very good. In your opening comments, you talked about this being a new face for your company, and that's the revenue production face for GSG, GCGX. So tell us, how how is this going to affect the company, and bottom line, how is it going to affect your shareholders? Well, we were in, in one of our acquisitions in 18, we became a revenue-producing company then. The problem was, again, it wasn't a company we were actually 100% in control of. Uh, we owned it, and it was being operated by the former owners, and always at the end of the month, there just never seemed to be any money left over. I think contributions to the company equal to what we gave them in cash, so for us it was a loss. So we dissolved that, that transition right there. Um, but now, with the oil being sold, that money will come and sit on the books of GCPX, so that does a lot of things for us. So once that begins, the company can cease all dilution. Um, right now, we've down to about $12,000 left. I probably, by the time the month is over, those two little pieces of convertible note will be gone. Uh, there's no more. I've never put any convertible debt on the books. Uh, there was a $100,000 convertible note that's now been moved into a straight demand note. So when that's done, there's zero convertible debt left on the books. 
Um, the other thing we're going to be able to do is, like I announced, and finally be able to get into our share buyback. Here we've had to put a lot of shares into the market and wipe out a lot of debt and raise some more money. But at the same point, now we have to go back and say, all right, shareholders stuck with us. Nobody knew at the time it was going to take a full two, like a good two and a half years um, to get this thing to where it is. So now it's time to go back and, as I said, give back. So I've announced that 20% of every of all the revenue that comes into DCX on a monthly basis will be used to shore up the stock price and take shares back out of the market. Uh, it'll help finance the CBD business also. With that, we have a lot of the equipment. So we have the planting and watering equipment, and we have the harvester. Those are the biggest things you, you need. Uh, some of the things we learned is not to build a giant uh, warehouse to hang it to dry. There's machines you can get to do it much faster, cut down on the labor cost, um, and you can also get a machine that will cut it while it's still uh, planted and press it at the same time. So we're looking at the expedition of machines of that that will help turn that farm over quicker because down here in Florida, you'll get two full grown. You could possibly do three, uh, but two for sure. So some of the money will go for that. Again, branding. And then once we have the CBD, what are we going to do with it? Okay, we can off sell it. We can sell it as isolate. We can do a lot of things with it. But if we use it for ourselves, then we could make our own CBD edibles under indulge. We could go into CBD oil under indulge. We could take some of that oil and sell it to the man or, or deliver it to the manufacturer and have them make us hybrid carts. So there, there's a ton of different things that we'll be able to do, but we'll have a constant revenue source to be able to do these things with and not have these opportunities to go, well, I guess we'll wait. So that's kind of what it does. It really changes the complexion. We'll, we'll actually begin to add to the revenue month over month. Well, listeners, once again, we're speaking to Matt Dwyer, CEO of Global Consortium. One last question, Matt, what's next for GCGX? I think that the next thing for GCGX outside of being able to report revenues is to get the farm in Florida going. Uh, That's going to be difficult in our environment. Um, I don't think that's going to be deemed a central business, but we'll attempt to do that. I know if it was cannabis, we'd have a different thing, so we're going to try for that. So that's one of the things we're going to look to do. The second thing to do uh, that's new for is we've got to get our branding, we've got to get our, our new packaging done so we can get the carts back out in the market again. That's huge. Uh, tablets that we announced we're going into, the manufacturer has the capability to do tablets, which is um, one of the really hotter products uh, that for people don't want to vape or don't want to eat edibles. Uh, so we're going to get all packaging done for that. We've got to get into some uh, unique branding things that we can do because you can't actually just advertise cannabis. You've got to do it a, in a different way. So lots of those things are coming. Uh, and then more importantly, directly for the corp itself is uh, we, we had started to do an audit. We were having a lot of trouble with that acquisition. Couldn't get through it. That's gone. So the real next phase on the corporate side is in May is to begin the audit process again and then get that uh, S-1 file. Those are the two main things to get done before this year is out. It'll probably take a good two, three months to get the audit done. Uh, S-1 could be drafted in about a month, and then uh, get that filed and finally get this company up, get it onto the QB first. What it can qualify, get it up to the QX, and since we're not touching any plants, we can't move to NASDAQ. Um, and that's our ultimate goal. That will take uh, some time with the revenue, but we have those other steps to fill in. So that's what we're looking forward to. 
Well, sounds like a very busy 2020. Even amidst this pandemic, you guys have made a lot of headway. We appreciate you taking the time to speak to us here at smallcapvoice.com. Thanks for everything, Matt. Good luck to you, your company, and your shareholders here in the near future and, of course, well beyond 2020. Thanks for your time, Matt. Appreciate it, as always. Have a good one. All right, you as well. For Matt Dwyer, CEO of Global Consortium, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. Smallcapvoice.com, today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support, provides its clients with the highest level of service. Our audio interviews are disseminated to one of the largest opt-in audiences available today. How? We at smallcapvoice.com believe in aligning and affiliating ourselves with other leaders within the investor relations community. By sharing resources, each affiliated firm is made that much stronger and each client is served that much better. Our focus is to identify and provide the very best financial services and solutions available to clients and their shareholders. For more information about our services, please call us at 512-267-2430 or visit us on the web at www.smallcapvoice.com.